session, today we take on the question of justifying grace. We're walking our way through the Wesleyan order of salvation, or way of salvation. We've already talked about prevenient grace and the role that it plays in overcoming the worst effects of depravity in our lives so that we might be empowered to respond to God's call in our life. And then we talked about convicting grace, how God pulls back the curtain, if you will, and helps us to see us as we really are, helps us to see our need for transformation, and then offers that transformation through the sacrifice of Christ. Hopefully, in the, case, the rightful outcome of convicting grace is repentance. Once we have repented of our sins, then we move toward placing our faith in Christ, trusting in Him and Him alone for our salvation. Now, Wesley talks about this himself, right? When he talks about his uh, Aldersgate experience, this strange warming of his heart. He goes to a uh, service on an evening that he writes in his journal that he didn't really want to go, but he decided to go along with some friends anyway. And when he heard the good news proclaimed from Romans, he said that he felt that finally he trusted fully in God for his salvation. In Christ, in Christ alone was the way that he put it. Now, I don't want to put too much emphasis on this one particular event because later in Wesley's life in his journals, he looks back at that particular night and he raises some questions about what exactly was going on there. Uh, but it's still worth recognizing that normally this is how we're supposed to respond to God, trusting in Christ and Him alone for our salvation. Now, it's interesting. Remember I mentioned in the last video the uh, metaphor of the house? How Wesley talked about the porch of salvation, the door of salvation, and then the living in the house. The porch of salvation was conviction and repentance. The door of salvation, though, was justification. It's the point at which we exercise faith in Christ. Now, that's an interesting notion when you think about it. If it's just the doorway to salvation, if justification is just the doorway to salvation, doesn't that sound kind of strange? Salvation is the end goal, right? Justification, being set right with God, that's the end of the process, right? Well, I must say that in my growing up, I often heard the gospel presented in precisely that way. Once you've exercised faith in Christ, that's, you know, the main task is complete. But for Wesley, that's where things really just get interesting. Because what he says is, the real work of transformation is just begun at justification. And that's why he says justification is the doorway. Now, the time span itself between um, convicting grace, repentance, and placing faith in Christ, you know, if you look at that on a calendar, it can vary all over the place from one person to the next. In some cases, uh, you know, a person is really ready and that convicting grace, uh, it becomes crystal clear to them immediately, their condition. They feel sorrowful, they repent of their sins, they turn from their old sinful life, and they exercise faith in Christ. In other cases, it's much longer than that. It's a long wrestling period where God continually reveals to us our nature, help us see who we are. But it takes a really long time to break us down to the point where we're able to respond, where we're able to repent and then able to place faith in Christ. So I wouldn't hold up one particular way of thinking about that over a time span as being normative because there are going to be responses that are as different as there are different people to make response. The thing that's really important to take away from, the, from justifying grace in Wesley, though, it seems to me, is that first of all, he says that justification is not merely a pretense or an accounting of righteousness to people. 
All right? Justification, according to Wesley, doesn't mean that God just looks at us and pretends like we're righteous or looks at us through the righteousness of Christ and, and merely accounts that to us. He wants us to go deeper than that. That's why he can say justification is just the doorway to salvation. It's where the real work of transformation just begins because God's goal for us isn't that we look like we're righteous. It isn't that we get accounted as righteous, but it's that we become righteous people. C.S. Lewis once commented that uh, if we wanted to end up in heaven, we could take no bit of hell with us. Everything about us that is displeasing with God, God is determined to help us eradicate every bit of that. And that's why justification is just the beginning of that process. It's not the end. There's a lot of work yet to be done. A lot of important work yet to be done. Now the beauty of this for Wesley, and I think a, a point that's particularly relevant, I want to dig into this a little more when we talk about sanctifying grace, but what this means is it brings together faith in the sense of affirming certain things about God and about Christ and about the Holy Spirit and behaving in particular ways. It does a very good job of uniting works and faith. If justification is just the beginning of the work of transformation, then exercising right belief is step one. And then having that issue forth in lives that please God, lives of loving our neighbors as we love ourselves, lives of self-sacrifice for those around us, those are the end goals of justification. And again, it's why Wesley says justification is just the place where this transformation of life really begins in earnest. And where it gets worked out is in the doctrine of sanctification with sanctifying grace, and we'll take a look at that next.